What is up, guys, and welcome to the Maximum Potency Podcast. I'm your host, Lissa Scott, health coach, CrossFit coach, and online entrepreneur, and I'm here to talk about health, fitness, grabbing life by the horns, and doing everything we can to live at maximum potency. Through a combination of solo cast and interviews, you will be hearing from health professionals, entrepreneurs, athletes, artists, and people who are taking life and running with it. Oftentimes, you'll hear me tell pieces of my story or interview those who have ditched the traditional 9-to-5 setup in pursuit of something that feels a little bit better for them. If you are interested in creating a life you love, feeling better in your body, developing habit and mindset practices, doing a little bit more adventuring and traveling, you're in the right place. If you are someone who is hungry for growth, pursuing greatness, and ultimately hope to have a life that is a true expression of the real you, you're in good company. Welcome and thank you for being here. I am so happy and could not be more stoked that you found your way to this podcast. Hi guys, and welcome back for another episode of the Maximum Potency Podcast. This is episode 57, and I am here with one of my college professors, Dr. Sarah Moore. Sarah, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for having me. I love to talk to you. Absolutely. When I was in college, we seriously clicked so much. She was my favorite professor. I was like, oh, I have Sarah's class today. Um, So awesome. So encouraging. So just like you always, you're office always had like such a style and I just remember like wanting to just sit in there and talk to you about nothing um just pick your brain because I feel like that's always been a thing for you right is like styling your space yeah for sure yeah um design in general is you know that's that's what we were doing right I mean yeah walk the walk so for sure I was in school for integrated media with a focus on graphic design and she was one of the head professors in my department. So it's just super, super interesting seeing how that manifests right into different mediums. But now yeah. you're doing instructional design, right? That's right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm teaching people how to do uh, a lot of different jobs at Amazon. And uh, I got into that actually through my fascination for how my students were learning at Wilkes. So it was just mm. like, okay, this is cool. They're learning and it's all working out. But what's the process that's making it stick in their brain? And so... That's, that's where I'm at now because of, because of you guys, you know, it's totally inspirational to me. So sometimes you do one thing, it's not your thing. It's a stepping stone, but it gets you curious about the next thing. So you followed your hunches from high level education into this other world and took the same skill set. How did you change your resume when you did that? When you applied for that job, what did you focus on? That's a great question. So, um, I did as much as I could to, volunteer. So I actually created a volunteer organization in the community. And I only, I had the leverage to do that because I was a professor and I had, 
you know, access to different, different groups and people who wanted to change the world. So it was like, why not? Um, and I, I did a lot of volunteering and I also did some pro bono projects. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of like have to leap into that other space that you wanna be in and be in there a little while to get that experience uh, to be where you want to be eventually. So um, that's, that's what I would suggest if somebody wants to change career paths. So you basically started the side hustle in the form of volunteer work and side jobs, right? Yeah. Um, I had to do the same thing. You know, I went from design work to the fitness and coaching world. And so first I was just kind of coaching just to see if I could do it, just to entertain the part of my brain that really likes to learn and yeah. really is always thirsty and curious for that next thing. So what were some of the pieces to your harvest, so to speak, when you started to switch fields is like, what was super exciting for you in that time? Well, you know, I think any kind of transitional period is both exciting and unnerving because you don't know what's next. You know that you've got to jump to make a change happen. Um, so I would say, you know, super exciting was meeting a whole new group of people, um, being surrounded by people who could push me. Um, I think that's what I find to be the most exciting in any new group of people. You know, when, when people can like level you up because yes. of their, you know, what they bring to the table. So yeah, absolutely. So going back to kind of, I was, I was thinking about this since the last time we talked is like, what made us click? What mm. made Sarah and I different from any other professor that I had and myself? Like, and I think that when we talked last time, we were really talking about you leveling up in your career me leveling up in my life and completely having a lifestyle shift from working to someone else, working to myself, doing all these things. The whole rip on life mentality is something that you embody in your own, um, in your own way, right? For me, it's like running through the mud and constantly being a vagabond and like doing all these things. And for you, it's like making sure that you love your life and that you show up for Lily, right? Yeah, that's my daughter's yeah, name. Yeah, I remember that. Oh my gosh. Show, show up for Matt, like all of these things, but where are you living right now? Sure, uh, I'm living randomly in the middle of the woods in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's this crazy um, open space, really cool architectural kind of uh, house that um, we've actually realized within the past month, we want to downsize. Like we want mm -hmm. experiences. Um, we saw this house, fell in love with it because of the design and you know, Matt has a passion for design as well. And um, it's just, uh, we, we want to do, we want to, we want to be, we don't want to, we, we don't want to be tied to our house and taking care of it and mowing the lawn, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's a new and exciting thing, but we're in Pennsylvania, Northeast Pennsylvania, uh, right in between New York city and Philadelphia. Got it. Love it. So that's awesome. Um, so besides design, besides ripping on life, you and I both have this thing that we have called the growth mindset, right? And so recently you have just gone through a lot with kind of like the back end of how you got to the growth mindset, right? And so <laughs> yeah. earlier today, we were talking about blame. We were talking about being like super self-accountable and taking ownership for, for your thoughts. So do you just want to rip on that for a little bit? Like you were 
you were riffing on it right before the call and it was so good. So just tell me what, what was your thought process um, sure. around that radical ownership that we were talking about? Yeah, I would love to talk about it. And I want to thank you for um, some of the good conversations that we've had that have helped me be self-reflective around this, around the, the, why, the why I think this way. Um, you have you have a really great natural ability to bring out the the curiosity one. So thank you so much. That's like an amazing compliment. Yeah. Um, so growth mindset. Um, we were having an earlier conversation, and in that, uh, something seeped out that I knew wasn't me. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, it made me like made me sick to my stomach. And it was that I was telling you a story and I was blaming, it, it appeared in the reflection to me that I was definitely blaming someone for something that had happened. And I thought, that's just not me, but who, who am I? And, and how do I you know, think about this uh, in a way that I can explain to other people who I am? You know? And um, so my, a few of my friends and I have been through this conversation since, and it's actually helped a lot of people. So to put it simply, <laughs> um, put it simply, uh, you know, if you have a problem and you're facing something at work, if you're facing a personal problem in a relationship uh, and you go to blame, know that blame is like this deep, dark corner that you can't get out of because no one can be held accountable for it. And so um, it's, you, can, you can do nothing actionable against blame. Blame is a ghost, right? Mm. So if you're starting to feel that sort of blame bubbling up, kind of think of the situation and um, is the person that you're trying to feel these feelings against or the situation that you're feeling these feelings against, are they in the process of growing? Okay. And so if they are, you can kind of give them a little slack and facilitate, think about what you can do to help facilitate them growing. So can you help that process grow? And if so, it's your job since you've identified it to step in and try mm -hmm. to help the process grow or make it better. And if, if there's a person that needs some help growing, you should at least speak your mind and, and, and talk to them about it. Because number one, they're gonna respect you more if you, if you think about their well-being and their future, if you have their best interest in mind and you wanna help them, um, rather than, than going down this ugly kind of dark path of blame. So, yeah, so, so Sarah, really quick, like, what are some of the things that people say when they're in blame? Can you just rattle off a couple? Sure. Like, um, well, if uh, my career could move forward if it wasn't for, for Sam Smith, you know, yes. um, if he wasn't in my way, I would definitely be able to, to get a promotion or I'd be able to be happy at work every day. Um, is it really Sam Smith's problem? No, probably isn't. Um, and so, in that case, uh, there was not something else we talked about. So we look at the, the process, we look at the person, and then if it's neither of those things that have the ability to grow, you gotta turn it back on yourself and think about how you can grow because um, it's not actionable. What can you do that's actionable in the growth mindset right. to move forward? And where did you learn that question from? It, what's actionable? What's the action? Uh, oh, uh, you know how much I love my job. I love it. <laughs> um, I work at Amazon and um, as I mentioned earlier, and they're all about, um, there's, there's so many trade secrets there that I can't talk about, but um, they're all about doing things that are actionable and um, not, 
doing things that are intentional, not saying, well, I, I, I hope that this thing gets done by a certain date, but giving step A, B, and C, or one, two, and three onto how uh, th that's going to support how that thing is going to be actionable and become complete. And so I just thought about it um, after my training at Amazon, and I thought, you know, I really connect with this idea. Um, and then I thought about our conversation where that little bad feeling of blame came up and I thought blame's not actionable. So what is actionable? Blame's actionable. So, um, yeah, that's where it, where it came from. It actually came from my current job. I love that. And so when people apply that, I feel like it just opens them up to so much more self-accountability, yeah. so much more control right? Like if you're stuck in blame, then you don't have any control. You're playing the victim. And when we can step into knowing that, Hey, I can do X, Y, Z to grow. Even if it's not like I'm going to hit my goal or I'm going to get my promotion or whatever, like, what can yeah. I do to squeeze the juice out of this opportunity right in front of me right here, right now. And that is rip on life. Like that is what I talk about all the time. And so like the other thing that happens when you embody the growth mindset is like nothing becomes a waste right? You suddenly become in love with the present moment. You become present. Have you experienced that at all? Yes, actually. Um, you know, my husband and I are really all about trying to be positive when we have time together, just keep the negativity out of it. Um, uh, being present is super important to us. Uh, we try to put down phones. Like the other day he came home and was telling me about something at work and I was sitting at this desk and he was sitting back there on that couch and I turned around, you know, and I gave him my undivided attention. Mm -hmm. And that means so much to all the people in your life, you know, it, whether it be a coworker or whether it be someone you're in a relationship with, just to give them your undivided attention and be reflective when they're telling you how they feel um, and kind of voice it back to them to make sure that you get it right. Mm -hmm. um, presence is so important. Yes. I'm hearing that a lot in my current relationship. Hey, Lisa, so what I'm hearing you tell me is X, Y, Z. Is that correct? I'm like, wow, who is this human that has people yes. skills, right? Yeah, so basic, right. but so it takes you so, so far. Um, yeah. And so what are some other things that have like facilitated deep connection between you and other people, whether it's Matt or people at work? Is there any other things that you're doing or saying that you're noticing like, wow, this is really helping? That's really interesting. So I think the my favorite part of my job, and it's sort of a niche that my boss has identified for me, is I bring people together. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very good at project management, and that's not normally what my, my role does. Um, but it's just because I create little subcultures and groups and create communities. Um, so just bringing those human elements in, you know, trying not to jump right into meetings, talking about a little bit, you know, give that transition time, talk a little bit about your weekend. Um, I used to do that at Wilkes when we taught too. I always used to try to do like, you know, warm up and talk to everybody in the beginning. Um, let people transition, um, give people, you know, be a human. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's not all about, it's not about, you know, getting things done and deadlines and data. Um, just making time to be a human. Um, that's yeah. what I would say. So cushion, like cushion space on the beginning and end of a meeting, right? So it's really funny. You just brought up a memory to me that I had forgotten all about, but 
in one of your weekend shares on probably a Monday morning, you had said to us, did you guys hear that song Work Bitch by Britney Spears? It's terrible from an artist perspective, but from a cardio perspective, it is really good. <laughs> I can attest to the fact that you yes. actually do this. I love it. I love it. And that's probably like, you know, another piece of the connection is like, didn't just teach the curriculum. You hung out with them. And yeah. that's so important. Like that's universally applicable to everything. Even me coaching a CrossFit class is in the beginning, I just kind of tell them what's going on in my life and ask yeah. what's going on in theirs. Yo, how was this? How was that? How, did you pass your test? Whatever it is, like it makes people feel so much more at home and then they are better employees or better athletes or better whatever. It's just so interesting. So true. You had their best interest at heart. And quite honestly, that's another big thing at a lot of employers these days. Bring your authentic self. You know, people <laughs> want to know who you are. I've had I've had quite a few jobs and um, I was an art director at a large corporation once. And this was a real learning moment for me. I always separated work and life, like mm. very strictly. And I didn't let them know who I was. And at the very end, when I was leaving, I gave my notice. We went out for lunch. We talked, we got to know each other. My team and I, um, we grew so close together in the last two or three weeks and I'm still connected to all of them um, and can call them up for anything. Mm -hmm. And I love that feeling of actually being a person at work. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was a pretty good learning moment. I know there are two sides of that coin. A lot of people say you've got to keep it totally separate. Um, but I think that there's some truth to you needing to be, bring your authentic self. That's I would agree with that. I think there's a fine line too. Like, do you say you were crying because you and your boyfriend got in a fight last night? Probably not. Do you say you have a boyfriend? Probably. Right? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so interesting. And it's like, where do you call your best friend versus where, where do you kind of like draw that line? And I think one of the things is if it's going to change tomorrow, you probably don't need to talk about it at work. Right. If it's oh. something that's a little bit more consistent, right? Like I, I do CrossFit. I've been doing that for five years. That would be worth me mentioning to a coworker. It's so interesting. Um, even yeah. thinking back to being in a coworker situation, I'm like, what is that? I'm so like one man show self-employed yeah. now that it's funny to think about, but um, it still is relevant for sure in group, any group setting to I start to bring it. some of your personality in. I love you. And, you're right. Yes. Yes. So it's, it's good, but the, something that would be super relevant for my audience too, is to apply that to what you're posting, right? Like, are you posting the general pillars of who you are? Good. Are you posting every detail? Not good, right? <laughs> so interesting. So interesting to think about. Um, so backing it up to Britney Spears, what are you listening to these days that has been really just, you know, getting you going, whether it's from an art perspective or a cardio perspective, as you put it? Oh, that's interesting. Well, I was on the treadmill this morning. Um, and I think there was a little bit of, uh, oh gosh. I, I listened to the Pandora. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm drawing a blank. Um, no, you're totally fine. Do you know what station you're on? The crazy thing is I could sing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are on an audio platform right now. So if you want to sing for us, you can. Um, I don't think you want me to do that. Lizzo. Okay. So I specifically remember a Lizzo song and just taken off to that Lizzo song. I love it. I love it. That's it's the power music for Sarah. I love that so much. It is. 
Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of general questions that I really just like to ask people when they're on the show. Number one, what book have you read in the last few months that you would recommend? Cool. How did I know you might ask me? Um, <laughs> so this is the one I'm on now um, and I'm loving it. Uh, don't know if you can see. The intelligence so, trap. You got it. The intelligence trap. And so um, Why Smart People Make Dumb Mistakes, it's actually, it's one of those books that helps you connect with other people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not about being smart and it's not about being dumb. It's just about being human. It's one of those emotional mm -hmm. intelligence. Kind of things, so. Yes. Um, that's why I love that. My second favorite that I just got, The Shredded Chef. <laughs> okay, I bought it for the cover, right? I was just gonna say, I like the cover. <laughs> But um, it's really good. There's like between every different food section, it tells you about um, just ways to be healthy, ways to choose your foods. Uh, and my husband and I are finding a lot of really good recipes that we like to um, try out in there. And, and we're learning together too. So Yay, that's so awesome. Do you guys cook together a lot? We do. Um, yeah. We've, we started cooking together every night. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that so much. I, um, Zavi and I love to cook too. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting when we move in together to see if it's like your turn, my turn, or if it's like a collab every night. I'm like very interested to see how that goes, you know, but um, yeah. aside from that, I, what are you excited about right now in life in general? Um, I am excited. I'm excited about looking for a new place. Um, what mm. what will home be? Um, my husband and I always wanted shipping, a shipping container home. Yes. So we're, we're contemplating that. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back out there and traveling. I'm so jealous mm -hmm. to see your pictures in California and you look like Aww. you had such a great time. Um, and, but, but happy for you. So more so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. You know, <laughs> it's tough, but I love adventure. I love to travel. Can't wait to get back out there and, um, and just, uh, follow what you're doing. Jeez. Got this healthy outlook on life and you're so inspirational. Keep it up. I can't Thank wait you. to see what you do next. So life feels like a wild ride. I don't yeah. think anyone on the audience knows this yet, but we're going to go to Chattanooga, Tennessee first. We're yeah. going to go to Asheville after that. And I'm Ooh. hosting a retreat there for my clients. It yeah. filled the second day I announced it, it filled because all my clients said yes. No so doubt. apparently next time I either need to do another one sooner or get a bigger house, but it's 14 of us. So I feel like a bigger house would just be excessive. <laughs> it would become like a small event instead of a retreat. But anyway, um, that's happening. And then we're headed down to Tampa. So we have like the first three months planned and then the plan is no plan. So as somebody who has been very organized, very check the boxes, very like just do the next thing. It's just like, wildly the other side of that coin like hey you actually have no plans and no one's expecting anything of you and also <laughs> you're homeless on purpose it is a lot to take in right oh and you met the love of your life and he's gonna go with you so just like really wild really really wild times we're living in but super grateful and super excited and my hope is that that excitement is exciting enough to be contagious and to have you guys go plan an adventure and to have anybody else not just be inspired and like feel good yeah. But as you said, have an actionable step of like, you know what, now I'm going to go X, Y, Z. And yeah. so, so stoked for you guys too. Yeah. Seriously. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I, I love it. You know what? Those are going to fill up. And I'm wondering, uh, is your partner in any way 
influencing the downtime? Like, how does he balance you? Yeah, so he and I are the same and different. Our souls are very similar. Our wounds are very similar. Our, like, what we always wanted and never had is very similar. And then how we do life is the very opposite. So we both are self-employed. We both are coaches. We both are like health nuts, always cooking, always taking supplements, always like, wait, we have to make the room darker and cooler to go to bed. Like we are health nuts in every sense of the word. Um, but he is, his whole mission in life is to teach people to play harder and love bigger. So he definitely is pulling out like my feminine energy of being more unstructured and more flowy and playful and creative. And that's something that I've needed to come home to for a long time. So just super, super grateful. And then likewise, he says, I kick him in the ass and make him like create a deadline and like actually produce the thing that he's been like thinking about doing. So it's just like really funny that we're balancing each other out in that regard, but he's just as much of a nomad as I am. He can't stay still. He lived in New Mexico for three years. And like he said, every month he would need to go see the ocean. So it's just like really funny because like I said, we're the same, but different. So mm-hmm. what about you and Matt? How do you guys balance each other out? Oh gosh. Um, so <laughs> the one thing that you said was that hit home with, with what resonates with Matt and I is we have this, we have similar wounds, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we have very different backgrounds growing up. Um, but you come to realize that you bring a lot of your childhood with you into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And um, quite honestly, you and I may have some similarities there too that we've never even explored, but, and that may be another reason that you and I have kind of been connected. Yeah. Um, but he and I uh, balance each other in the fact that I am more... I'm more like you in terms of let's check the box. Let's get it done. These are the three steps to get it done. And he's like looking at it from all different angles. I'm like, okay, what's the timeline, babe? (laughs) So uh, we we do balance each other, but we have a lot of the same likes. And, um, you know, he's very outdoorsy, adventurous. Uh, When we travel, I I know the first two days he's going to be like stressed out beyond belief. Uh, because it's just like when you put him in a new situation, he's like a turtle yeah. that stays in his shell, but then he comes out running, like and having yeah. fun. So, yeah. Um, he's, he's always happy. I drug him there after he gets there, but uh, it just takes him a little while to get comfy. Um, so because that's us in a nutshell, really. Yeah. Yeah. And like the growth mindset doesn't serve us so well in those relationships too, is just teaching each other so much. And you and Matt are definitely equally yoked in that you can see you can see that there's enough common interest to keep you guys busy for a lifetime. I think it's so, so powerful. And I would say the same thing about Zavi and I, it's like, you can, it's such a new relationship, but it's like, I know this is just a endless well of awesome. And like, what the heck are we going to pull up from the bottom next? So it's been super, super awesome having you on today, Sarah, anything else you want to leave the audience with today before we hop off? Gosh, no, just a a little bit more Alyssa Scott, spread it around. (laughs) Spread the joy. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Um, I know that you said that if somebody wanted to continue conversation or pick your brain, LinkedIn was a spot to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to just quick spell your name, I know it's really simple. It's Sarah Moore, but go ahead. Sure. Um, S-A-R-A-M-O-O-R-E. And I believe my profile has a E-D-D at the end of it. Sweet. I love it. I love it. So 
happy Amazoning and happy house shopping. And I will keep in touch with you while I'm on my travels. But guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Um, Sarah, what's your favorite quote right now? Oh, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> We're saying, whatever. Just give us some words of wisdom to depart. Um, I have a favorite coffee mug. Okay. It was given to me by my husband last week. And it says, you're an awesome mom. Keep that shit up. <laughs> so you're an awesome blank, right? Fill in the blank. That's keep right. That guys. That that's, that's the send off message of the day. That is just what I needed. Yes. Guys, coming soon. We are launching an eight week program about habits and health. So if that is something that's calling your name, keep an eye on the Maximum Potency Instagram. Thank you guys for tuning in. If this episode helped you, inspired you, made you get up off the couch, take a screenshot, throw it on your Instagram story and tag Maximum Potency. Really helps to spread the show and just spread the love. So I appreciate you, Sarah. Thank you again so much. Appreciate you. Bye. Bye guys.